0: Welcome back to the Six P's podcast for another edition. It's a bit of a gap week this week between language analysis and comparative unit. And after the fun and excitement of the gap last week, I thought today would be a good time to look at the oral presentation that is the upcoming SAC. It's going to be in week one of term three. It is worth 40 marks of the 100 for the SAC marks for Unit 4, and obviously it is the only oral presentation that you do. It is weighted the same as a language analysis, so to put that into perspective, the oral SAC is worth more marks than both the creative and the text response, so it's a really important SAC. Just to break it down, 30 of those 40 marks will be on your presentation and 10 of those marks will be on your statement of intention, which we'll get to perhaps a little bit later. Today, though, I thought after last time going through 14 tips, I thought today, you guessed it, we've got 13 tips. Might not be over yet. 5 seconds. Yes, hello, I can believe it, 13 tips on presenting your oral presentation. And I'll start with number one, which is to select an engaging topic. Pick something that you are genuinely interested in. It is amazing how easy you can tell whether a student is interested or disinterested or disengaged with the topic they choose. Pretty much in the first 30 seconds, it comes out in the way they speak in their confidence in their tone it also will help make this sack a bit more enjoyable for you as well if you pick something you're interested in so have a think about your interests and go with that even looking um, a couple of weeks ago with the language analysis articles um, I selected those pill testing articles because it's I found it quite a fascinating issue I thought it was really interesting looking at both sides of the issue Um, That probably came out in class. So, as I said, pick something that you're really interested in. Tip number two, do proper research. Look at all the angles. Build evidence and build a lot of it because it's going to come in handy when it comes to writing out your speech. My advice, create a document full of simply evidence, facts, expert opinions, case studies, surveys, statistics. Make sure it's current as well. We want information from media texts from September 2018 onwards. That doesn't mean you can't use a survey from 2014. Um, Obviously be aware of that. You want your evidence to be current. It's gonna be more relevant if it's from a more recent survey and study. It's gonna have more credibility and you're gonna have more authority. But as I said, build that evidence document. You know, you're not gonna use all of it, but build as much evidence as you can because that's what's gonna make your speech convincing. Think about the reliability of your sources as well. So I find ecoeducation education a great starting point. But look at newspapers as well. You've got Fairfax Papers, which are the Age and Sydney Morning Herald. They provide you with five free articles a month, which is really useful. Um, incognito mode might work, though, for getting you a more, but just maybe think about using that wisely. Um, in terms of the Herald Sun and Daily Telegraph, they're the news-limited newspapers um, in Melbourne and Sydney. Um, sometimes those articles are most of the time they're behind a paywall sometimes you might get them through the news.com.au channel but if you do find a really good article that you want to read i do have a subscription to news limited newspapers both the Herald Sun and daily telegraph so if you email me the link i'll be able to send that through to you number three is to have an engaging start hook the audience in there are a number of ways that you can do this it's might be an interesting anecdote um, to really boost your own authority on the issue. It could be an anecdote to help include your viewers into the issue. It could be an expert opinion or a statistic. It could be quite shocking. It could be quite, um, um, quite sad. It just depends on what issue you sort of pick. But as I said, tip number three, definitely have a hook. Number four is a bit of stuff we're going to bring from language analysis. It's using devices which are more effective in a speech. So we're very much aware of evidence-based devices and emotive-based devices. But when it comes to speeches, there are some that are a bit more useful. Um, I think of things like alliteration, where it's more memorable on the ear. I think of inclusive language, because you are talking to an audience. They're going to be quite receptive to that as well. Um, rhetorical questions again to engage your reader to get them them thinking or even questions in general and the last one is one that our politicians make very good use of it's that list of three listing three things this that and the other and again really using that tone to deliver that i'm thinking about of recent times the nbn that was going to be quicker cheaper and more affordable again it doesn't really make sense but it works in a verbal sense tip number five finish with a call to action of some sort and again this is a good piece of advice if you want to once again be really inclusive with your audience include them in there Um, push them or encourage them or compel them to act to to do something or to think about something or to reconsider um, some sort of action Uh, it's a really good way once again to be really engaging with your audience Tip number six is to clearly outline your arguments through topic sentences. This is not an essay. So we as the audience or the marker, we don't know when you're starting a new paragraph. So it's really important that you outline or signpost your arguments really clearly. You can use those words like additionally, in addition, furthermore, moreover. Um, I avoid counting, I don't like firstly, secondly, thirdly. It gets a bit too clunky for my liking. But really signpost your arguments. Again, looking at the criteria, it's really, really important that you do have clear arguments and even think about, and again, you can use this in your statement of intention, think about the way that you um, position those arguments. Do they flow from one to the other? Do they make logical sense to be really basic? For example, make sure your rebuttal, and again, I encourage you to have a rebuttal paragraph. Make sure your rebuttal is your final main body paragraph. It makes no sense if your first argument is simply a rebuttal. That takes us to the first six tips. We'll be back after this break. It is episode F. I had a lot of requests to feed the fish, play some Fisher, but all I've heard for the last two years seems to be Fisher songs. So I've gone down a different branch today. I'm picking some of my favorite songs from FIFA. We'll be back after this. Gone, dream. seven and ironically it is part of what this podcast is all about those six p's it's about practicing your speech because proper prior preparation does prevent poor performance you really need to practice this speech if you have an audience at home great if you don't have an audience at home um, think about teaching your walls they don't criticize you they are very friendly they are very nice They won't give you any advice, but they are a good um, learner. So teach your walls at home if you have to, but you really want to practice this speech. And this links in nicely to tip number eight, which is speak, don't read. This is a speech, it is not a reading, so you need to speak. You cannot simply stand up and read your speech. You need to be, use tone, express yourself. Speak to your audience. They're not going to be engaged if you're simply standing there and reading. So again, speak rather than read. Number nine is some verbal tips, I guess. So use your voice effectively. Think about volume. Think about pace. Think about pausing at the right moments. Think about stressing key terms. And really think hard about tone. What kind of tone are you going to use? Are you going to try and evoke sympathy from the audience? Are you going to be really aggressive and really attacking? Are you going to be more reasonable and evidence-based? Really have a think about that. Again, volume should be you know, enough so the person at the back of the room can hear you and the person at the front isn't um, putting on um, headphones to buffer out the noise. Again, with pace, this is something that you'll need to do, I think, at home and to really think about how quickly or how slowly you're reading more often than not kids will end up speaking a lot quicker when it comes to the presentation and it might even be a tip just to write down on your cue cards the word pause or the word breathe just to ensure that you know when to take a break and to ensure you're not reading too fast tip number 10 is about body language things like your posture are really important to quote Cosmo Kramer it's all about poise make sure you've got your shoulders back make sure you're not slouching you need to act really confidently posture is a really good way of doing that use your hands as well hand gestures don't go over the top be really subtle about it but again make sure those hands are moving they're not simply hanging off like a pair of salamis again to quote Seinfeld like Elaine did to her co-worker I'm just bringing in Seinfeld. Um, eye contact is really important as well. Um, when it comes to eye contact, my best piece of advice, if you don't want to look at people in the eye, is to pick spots on the wall, the back and at the side, to look at. If you're a bit sneaky, uh, I know some students in the past have put fluorescent yellow sticker dots on the wall as cues of places to look at. So that might be something that you might be able to get away with. Just don't scratch the walls. Tip number 11 is to use cue cards. Okay, cue cards are a big bugbear of mine. Um, Please don't feel like you have to write your entire speech on cue cards, or that you print out an A4 piece of paper and then you cut it up. Sometimes this can lead you into reading your speech, so please be really mindful of this. Some tips that I've used, either use dot points or even sentence starters if you practice your speech enough. Your sentence status will be enough to make your speech flow because you'll know it really well. I really don't like um, wide cue cards. I like nice palm cards. I think, again, that opens up your body and allows you to gesticulate that a little bit more as well. So palm cards work really well. um, And I think it's really important that you learn to use them as, I guess, a guide um, rather than something that you're relying on. It's just there for support. Tip number 12, what not to do. Hands in pockets, hands should not be in your pockets, definitely not. Leaning against the wall is also a no-no. I spoke about posture before, again, don't lean against the wall. Make sure you're not looking down at all times, look up. Yep, again, you're speaking, you're not reading. It's really boring for the audience if all you're doing is reading. Think as well about consistency. The amount of times I've seen speakers come up really confidently, start off really strongly, strong, passionate tone, great volume, great pace, and then it sort of weakens towards the end as they lose sort of confidence. The same goes with movements. So don't be over the top. Don't walk around the room a lot and then start to stumble and mumble around. Um, I'd suggest to stay in the one spot. Um, I know some people do like to walk, but again, sometimes that can be a bit distracting as well. The last what not to do don't throw your note cards or your cue cards on the ground it's unprofessional and it's really distracting um so don't throw them on the ground and that leads us to tip number 13 which is a really simple tip but it's amazing in those four to six minutes how sometimes we forget to breathe this is really important Breathing will dictate your tone, your pace, your volume, your fluency. So make sure you're breathing. I mentioned before that you can write the word breathe or pause on your cue cards. We don't read your cue cards as markers. It's okay to remind yourself, okay, take a breath here or pause here. And again, it's one of those really basic rules, but one that we often do forget about. And again, you're in that four to six minute time range If it gets to six minutes, you're going to get cut off. So with that five minutes, 30, make sure you're wrapping it up right there because you go over six minutes, you're going to leave things out. That's going to impact on the structure of your speech. That's 13 tips. It's time for another song from FIFA and we'll be back to wrap up after this. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Six Ps Podcast. If you'd like to get in touch, feel free to send me an email with any feedback or any questions you have at sixpspodcast. That's sixpspodcast at gmail.com. Until then, this has been the Six Ps Podcast, reminding you that proper prior preparation prevents four performance.